Every snap is an interview. After the snap. What a snap. And keep your mouth shut, 50! I lead by example. With Blake and Reed Ferguson discussing life in, out, and after football. To be able to leave walking away with a degree and a championship, uh, it couldn't be any better. Yeah! Well, you can take this boy out the real south, but you can't take the real south out of my voice. And now here we go again, twist a little bit deeper because I got thick skin. You are listening almost live to the two best podcasting brothers in all of long snapping coming at you from day one training camp practice read what is the deal what's up brother this is uh it's been it's been a good two days i'll say two days yesterday was pretty much just check-in day but uh good we had a good first day of camp today good it's good solid day it was a it was a brisk 72 outside. Wow. Um, I know it was a bit different than you, but so I'm not going to brag. It was less. But, it was colder than that in our building, but not much colder than that. What was it at practice? We we were my, Matt and I were talking about it at practice today. I don't how hot. I don't know that you want to. It was like I think it was like se- it was low 70s when we stretch for practice that's, at 10 a.m. That's rude. How hot was it today at, at your practice? That's rude. It was. My guess was the heat index was definitely above ninety-five. It was. It was eighty-six degrees. However, the real feel was one hundred and one. There you go. I'm I'm on I'm on the I'm on the boat. Why? Why does the temperature even matter? No, it should always be what it feels like. I don't care that it's 86. I'm going to dress for 101. Yeah, that 86 means nothing to me if I'm means if nothing. I'm going outside okay. and it's and I am soaked through my shirt walking to my truck. Right. To your truck, right. So the funny thing about the weather uh before we hop into the pod I think it's it, it's popped up recently among I don't know, the I don't even know if it's the Twitter sphere. I heard the I heard I've heard baseball guys talking about it uh, on the on games and stuff. But did do you know the whole deal about weather forecasts and the percentages of rain? Do you know the the shtick on that? I, I do, and it's crazy because I only learned it like just recently. And I learned it a couple years ago from my good friend Colton Schmidt. A fifty he told me like. My second year. A 50% chance of rain does not mean... Doesn't that mean it, it, a 50% chance no, of rain. it means that it's a 100% chance of rain in 50% of your area, which is yes. wild to me. Yes. Just wild. It doesn't really make sense, no. but no. it kind of does. So, anyway... How was your? Did you have a good weekend? Kind of. What did you do? What did you do before camp started? Did you get to relax a little bit? Yeah, I um, I had been kind of hustling and bustling for most of the break. See, you know, seeing you guys in Atlanta and um and all the rest of the things, and so I wanted to really kind of take this last weekend and just chill, uh, spend a lot of time with Jasper, knowing that I wouldn't be able to to see my doggy much during training camp. And, um, and then mom and dad came into town, uh, on Sunday. 
So they nice. they are here currently in town, hanging out, helping me with the doggo, and uh, yeah. So we just hung out this weekend, and in preparation for uh, football to start on Tuesday. So, uh, but today, uh, yesterday was a lot like yours with check-in day, and we ran our conditioning test. And today was day one of practice. So it was, um, it was good. It was cool being in the new facility, getting to practice on that field for the first time. So, uh, which the new facility, by the way, is just immaculate. It's beautiful. And uh, our owner... hope we don't have any free agents listening to this podcast. Our owner is, uh, Mr. Stephen Ross, is a, he's a real estate guy. So that's something that he takes a lot of pride in is like, really nice buildings and stuff like that. And so, um, you know, if he was putting his name on it, he wanted it to, to look how he wanted it to look and it looks amazing. So, um, but also the last couple of days, I have spent some time watching the Olympics and yes. I remember when I was at LSU, I there was one year in my time there where uh, the Olympics were on, and um, I remember we spent a lot of our downtime in between meetings and stuff watching the Olympics, and I've been doing a lot of the same over the last two days and even the few days leading up before that. The Olympics are one of my favorite things ever because it's like a culmination of all of these sports that I know nothing about that are just on TV at random times. And I just flip on USA network and I can see like one minute it's like the judo championship, but like the next minute it's, like water polo and it's badminton. Yeah, dude, it is my favorite thing because I know nothing about any of these sports, but I pick a team. I have no idea about, I I was watching literally Croatia versus Russian judo today, women. And I was pull, I found myself like pulling for somebody because I was like, wow, I really want that person to win. And so that's, that's my Olympic story. I love watching the Olympics. Do you also love watching the Olympics? See, I think that is one of the few things that we differ on because it, as yourself, you enjoy watching those sports that you have no idea about yeah. badminton, judo, it's the best. volleyball, like all that yeah. stuff. Um, it doesn't interest me. Wow. But Erica likes watching it kind of like you. They just flip it on and whatever's on, you're going to watch it. Like, cheer for the USA if they're if they're competing cheer for the USA. So we had on the other day I got two things on the Olympics, two one interesting thing, one funny thing. So the interesting interesting thing first, the it was what we were, we flipped it on and we were watching uh the swimming uh portion, the women's swimming and or, yeah, I think it, anyway, men's or women's swimming. They were like halfway through the through the race, and it was the fifteen hundred meter freestyle. I had no idea how big 
an Olympic pool was. I had a general idea in my mind. Do you know off the top of your head how long the pool is? 50 meters? 50 meters. So 1,500 is a lot of... Quick math. (laughs) That's 30 laps. That's wild. First of all, we flipped it on, flipped on the channel, and they were like nine and a half minutes into the race. No, I have no concept for like what lap that would be, but I can only imagine they were like swimming for 10 minutes. Like, I think I'm in pretty good shape right now, like going into camp and stuff. I don't think I could swim for 10 minutes and change direction. I don't know that I could, I don't know that I could tread water for 10 minutes, much less swim, swim somewhere, swim forward or backward. Right. Second of all, I'd lose count. Oh, for sure. Like if you're doing some, if you're doing something, and it takes you, I don't know, thirty seconds to get to the other side. Like if you just do that over and over again, I feel like I'd have to have somebody like down where I turn at the wall, like seventeen, yeah, and then like the next time you come by, like nineteen, right? Like you'd have to have somebody relaying some kind yeah. of number. To I barely, you, but, I barely get uh, through. I barely get through a set of chin ups of like eight chin ups without forgetting. <laughs> what number I'm on and don't ask me, do not ask me to do anything beyond 20 reps of abs because I will forget. I will forget. I will either get distracted and think about something else. And then I'm like, Oh man, I think, yeah, sure. I think that's 20 or I will literally just like lose count. And I, maybe I just can't count. We went to LSU. So maybe we just can't count that high. Um, No, don't give give us more credit. (laughs) At least we didn't go to Bama. So I'm going to tell my funny story about the Olympics. So just a, it was like a, it was like literally like an off the cuff comment by one of the commenters. Uh, I don't even know. I don't even remember at this point what event I was watching, but he started talking about one of the, uh, one of the girls that was competing and he said she had, I, I think maybe OCD or ADHD, uh, one of the two. And he said that one of the one of her things that she has to do every day was use a whole bar of soap when she like showers. And I'll admit I have some OCD tendencies like touching lock knobs, you know, like locking the door four times before I go to sleep and stuff like that. Uh, so yeah, I thought that was just like an off the cuff, interesting sort of funny because it was relatable to my life. Imagine using uh, about a bar of soap. So I I don't know how long that would take. It'd be easily over an hour. Imagine using an entire bottle of, of body wash. That would be so I could go through a whole bottle way faster than a bar. No, I'm just saying like, imagine how much soap that would be. Well, at some point it would just like, it would, I don't know. It would all like, sud up suds suds up it would i don't know it would it would bubble up be very sudsy yeah i don't know anyway all right uh jumping into uh we're gonna i've got a beer uh from loyal listener mr brian uh he he sent us uh i I know you you uh don't have yours yet i got mine yesterday so i put it straight in the fridge because i knew i wanted to to record it on the shout out to brian because he sent it to me and i have it okay you have it's just not refrigerated yet 
Not so refrigerated. Okay. It wouldn't be doing so you'll, it justice you'll, to you'll drink it, it next week. It wouldn't be doing it justice to review it warm. Perfect. So I'm gonna I'm gonna drink it this week because I'm very excited about it. Uh, it's an IPA. It's from Treehouse Brewing Company in Massachusetts. Uh, Brian hit us up a while back, or, or hit me up, I guess, a while back. Is Brian a Patriots uh, fan? Bills fan. Is he a Patriots no, fan? No, he's a Bills fan. Okay. He's a Bills fan. He's, and he sent me a letter. I'm going to read a little bit of his letter. I still, he, I still may he, not he drink wrote it. He <laughs> wrote me a long letter. Yeah, yeah no kidding. Uh, but he said he's He says he's been a lifelong Bills fan. They had season tickets from 89 to 98, so obviously uh, through like the Jim Kelly years and stuff. So the, so he is he's a very loyal fan. He is a, a correctional officer at the local sheriff's department. Uh, he's got two kit, two boys. Kellen is eight, and Nolan is seven. So shout out! Oh, and I can't, I can't forget his wife Tiffany as uh, a third grade teacher. So oh. uh, shout out to Brian. The heroes Sounds of like our he country. Has a great family. He says uh, he wishes us nothing but the best of luck this season, and they're going to try to make it to Buffalo for the Texan the the game where we play the Texans. And uh, he said he might be bringing me some more beer. So Brian. I know you are probably listening to this. Uh, shout out to you. We appreciate you uh, and and for the beer that you sent us. And I will most certainly take you up on that offer for some more beer. If uh, I'm just got to put that out there. If Brian needs a tailgate to come to, I might <laughs> right. know of one. Yes. He may, Hit up producer he may Chris need to find himself at Rockpile Report. He may need to find himself in the gravel lot. Just, I mean, he might have some fun over there. That's all I'll say. Absolutely. So he, so Brian said, said going to Treehouse Brewing Company is one of his favorite things, just to have a couple brews. So, uh, cheers to you, Brian. Uh, this one is called Julius. It's a IPA, six point eight percent, and it's a tall boy. So here goes. Wow, that was a that was crisp. That was a dramatic beer crack. Crisp. I like to let the air out. It it builds the suspense. Wow. Here we go. Pinky's out as always. Oh man, that is delicious, Blake. I hope you got the same one because I did. I did. It's Julius, and it's actually it is sitting yeah. in my fridge currently. It's just not. I literally just put it in there because it came to the facility. Yeah. So I'm gonna. I'm definitely gonna finish this uh, throughout the rest of our chat here uh, tonight, but. Uh, you definitely can't taste that it's 6.8. Very, very good. Goes down smooth. Snap Snaposity score. This is strong. And I'm going to give Brian a listener boost on the score here. I'm, 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 I'm putting that in. So this is going to get a 7, probably 7.8 for me. 7.9. I'll go 7.9. This is very good. Um, so, yeah, cheers to you, Brian. But... Uh, as we kind of move on with the pod before we get to the obvious elephant in the room that I know you all are dying to hear our very logical opinion and unbiased opinions on, I do have one thing on the name, image, and likeness. Did you see uh, the high school player uh, that I sent the notes about? Did you see anything about that this week? I just I saw the tweet come across, but I didn't I didn't dive too much into that. So his name is Mikey Williams. He's a top 10 recruit uh, coming out for the class of 23. So I believe that would make him a sophomore right now. Is that right? 
So uh, pretty interesting. He's got the, the, the couple of notes that I saw said he has, uh, I guess, across his social media, he's got over 5 million followers, which is pretty impressive given what we talked about a couple of weeks ago. The gymnast from LSU and the quarterback from Oklahoma, I think you said might have been. And then uh, obviously O'Neal, the basketball player at LSU, were kind of the top three. But I don't think any of them had close to 5 million social she followers. Does. Olivia Dunn does. She's got she's got five. But she's okay. the top followed athlete in college. So five mil – as this a guy, sophomore in this high guy, school, Mikey Williams. As a so- yeah. dude, if I had five million followers as a sophomore in high school, I would my I wouldn't be able to even be able to get to five million followers because of like the no way like lame stuff that I was tweeting about and you know like I mean I guess TikTok I'm really TikTok really helps so I'm sure I'm sure he's on TikTok and I'm sure that that's boosted his following quite a bit but. Have you seen him? Like, do you know who he is? Yeah, just uh, it was kind like, of. Does he make I, a lot of basketball videos, or is it just I, like? No, the I've never TikTok seen him. On, I've never seen him on TikTok. I'm I'm just assuming that he's oh, on okay. TikTok. Let's let's give it a search and see. But uh, share, please share your opinion. I'm, I'm, yeah, no, I think it, I think it's awesome. First of all, uh, that he is probably going to become one of the first high school players to ink a uh, nil deal, but. With his following, he is probably going to be making millions, uh, at least a million. He's going to be a millionaire uh, probably by the time he leaves uh, for college, wherever he's going. So uh, impressive nonetheless. I also saw something earlier that said uh, the like the number one quarterback recruit is potentially going to leave early, leave a year early from high school. Uh, he's he's He lives in Texas. I, his name is escaping me at the moment, but uh, he's potentially going to leave a year early and go enroll at Ohio State so that he can start taking advantage of name, image, and likeness endorsements. So, uh, because I think Texas, the the reason was I think Texas doesn't, they have a a rule against the NIL stuff. So, uh, pretty interesting, but have you found him on so TikTok? I, I have found him, and I've found him on Instagram as well. His username is at Mikey, which is pretty impressive that he has that nick that username. Um, yes. I wonder if he paid for it. He had to have. Like if he got – He had well, to I have. wonder if he got big under something else, Yes, got some money, and then paid whoever had at Mikey. Yeah. I don't think you can even get a username that's like your first name without, you know, paying for it or especially something as popular as the name Mikey. Like that's so he's got 3.2 million followers on Instagram and he on TikTok he has 1.6 million followers. So he's on his videos on TikTok, he's getting right around one to two million views on each video, and he's got about ten million likes total. So that's impressive. Yeah, and a lot of them are basketball stuff, but some of them aren't. Some of them are just like him talking to the camera. I don't know. I haven't watched any of them. I can just see the little thumbnail. 
I think it's going to be really interesting as we've kind of followed. It's It's been super interesting to me to see all the people that I've never even heard of that ha- apparently have these huge – uh, following, you know, people like this Mikey Williams guy. I, I think it's re- going to be really interesting, especially for these high school recruits who are now like signing with agents and things like that. Hopefully, though, they don't sign with uh, a team in the Big 12 because that might not be there anymore. Producer Chris here. You guys uh, think you can do what Reed and Blake do? No, look, I'm not talking about firing 15-yard piss missiles between your legs to the punter. I'm talking about this right here, podcasting. Because if you're interested in getting behind a mic, starting your own show, there's no better place than Blue Wire Hustle. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. If you want to host a podcast or you just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect spot for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. Also, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other platforms. The best part is you can get all of this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So if you're ready to do more than just listening us to talk about what happens at training camp and around the NFL and in locker rooms, make your voice heard in Hustle. Acceptance into the program is limited. So get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com slash join. Check out the description box in the episode to find out more. That's bwhustle.com slash join. Oof. And that I hear is... Ya. The perfect segue into what everybody came here to listen to us talk to hear us talk about. Of course, is whether or not the Power Five will become the Power Four because it sounds like it might. And yes, it's it's the it's the Longhorn in the room. The sooner that everybody the, is talking the sooner, about sooner sooner is for sure bigger than a Longhorn. Is a sooner a person? I don't person, even know what a sooner, sooner is. The, is this, the fact that I, you don't know what it is, I, I was, I was, you can't name that it's bigger than. I was a, thinking that it was the um, the cart that they ride around on that fell like two years ago, but I think it actually might be a. Person. I remember that. So, hopefully, one of our listeners will uh, tell us whether or not I'm right. We will see. Uh, but for those who are um, living under Patrick Starr's rock, Texas and Oklahoma have officially requested entry to the Southeastern Conference, which, in my opinion, if they continue to keep it named the Southeastern Conference, assuming they let Texas and Oklahoma in, I think that's a travesty because neither well, of them are I- in the Southeast. Texas is I've for got, sure in the Southwest, and Oklahoma yes. is in like flatland, like middle of the country. So, yeah, I've got thoughts on both sides, okay. um, and I was going to hit on it a little bit There's later. A lot to but unpack yeah, here. you're right. Big the the basically they're staying in the Big Twelve. They're they're staying out their contracts through the 2024 season. 
And starting in 2025, they would like to be a part of the SEC. Yes. Now, one thought I had was on both sides. So it, this is not going to be the last time that teams join the SEC. More teams are going to come because this will be this will be 16, correct? Uh, yes. Currently, there are 14 teams in the SEC. 14. So this will make it 16. Teams don't leave the SEC. They don't say, oh, yeah, we want to make less money. Except for Georgia Tech. I had a couple teams like that I thought might be interesting to see join the SEC or the future conference TBNL to be named later. Penn State, Ohio State, just to name a few. Clemson. 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 uh, And possibly Florida State. Those were the kind of the first couple that came to my mind that would be not – that would be regionally attractive for the SEC to want to accept them, right? You're not gonna you're not gonna take in a team like, you know, Utah or USC, right? You're not gonna call it the college it's too it's too much of a well, I say it's too much of a regional game where it's turning not you know, Florida's gonna be flying to Oklahoma now to play football so at some point. So uh, which is a pretty, you know, it's a pretty far flight. But I don't, I don't foresee team any anybody west of Texas joining the SEC conference. Not if they're the going to, so, not if they're going to continue to the call future. it the SEC. Which, right. which is my point. So it's at at some point if they do want to see, see, I'm, I'm on, I'm on the boat that by the time Oklahoma and Texas join. In 2025, I don't think it's going to be called the SEC anymore. It's going to be called something else. And and it, it may not be – those other conferences may be null and void. There might be three big conferences made up of the Power Five at the moment. Yeah, I mean, who, who, who do you think could join – I mean, I named those four. I mean, do you those, – those four probably make the most sense. Yeah, I think – Clemson's obvious. Clemson's obvious. Ohio State is obvious. Just because if you want to put the best of the best in the best conference, it's going to be those two teams. And I'm, I really am interested to see where it goes because it may just become – the conferences may just like break apart. It may just completely just – poof into like no conference football which would then be well if, it, if the nil stuff keeps going the way it's going the ncaa is going to be null and void pretty I don't, much i just don't know how you could call it like the like the the conferences have always been regional and if you st- right. start adding a team like an like ohio state to the what was the sec it's just like you're skipping over like eight states just to get there and it doesn't make sense. So um, what's it's it, it does it not border Kentucky? I drive through it every time I go from Atlanta to Buffalo. So I literally drive through Columbus. Producer Chris, what do you think? Oh, I've got something here. So we're the, Texas and Oklahoma are projected to join 2025, Correct. right? Yes. Because I'm a nerd, a production nerd at this stuff. 
2024, the SEC is going to be on ESPN at $300 million is that contract that's already been signed. So I feel like this is like that deal is like a clearance deal for the SEC. Oh, yeah. Three hundred million because now you're gonna now you're gonna have Alabama and Oklahoma, Alabama Tech Alabama, Texas matchups, Auburn, Oklahoma, LSU and yeah. Texas matchups. It's, it's gonna be a ratings you know, like, it's gonna be a ratings rocket ship. I mean it's just yeah. huge. Yeah. Because I think, Texas A and M Texas A and M and Missouri adding to the SEC was already big, but you add two absolute powerhouses, no offense to Missouri, but they're their athletics think, department was yeah. in the was in the red like two years ago. Like they didn't make money, and so that's I mean, Oklahoma and Texas are far above Texas A and M and Missouri. I also saw today. Just don't say that to Aggie fans. Before we uh, Aggie fans, I hope we don't have Aggie fans listening to our podcast. Anyway, I'm just kidding. We love you guys. Um, I also saw today with regard to this topic. The commissioner of the Big 12 wrote a letter to the president of ESPN threatening a lawsuit over ESPN's involvement in Texas and Oklahoma leaving the SEC or leaving the Big 12, as well as potential allegations of ESPN playing behind the scenes to get other schools to leave the big 12 and they're, Uh and they're threatening a lawsuit over it. The commissioner of the big 12 is threatening a lawsuit. And I know that this was like not in the notes to talk about, but I, that's, that's a big deal (laughs) because that is a big deal. It's a big deal if they have proof. ESPN is, is who carries the big 12 already. Big 12 is already, already has a deal with ESPN. Yes. Yes. And what's going to happen to the Longhorn network? That'll, that'll dissolve. I'm sure. Because you're not going to carry the Longhorn Network as well as the SEC Network, I don't think. Alabama wouldn't allow that. <laughs> Nick Saban would not allow that. He would not allow Sarkeesian to have his own network. As I'm looking up the Longhorn Network contract expiration. It, it's... I don't I, I literally just saw that tweet today. So I I didn't deep dive into that, but that's going to be something interesting to follow if they actually go through with this potential lawsuit. All right, here it is. Um Commissioner Robert Bowlesby, Commissioner of the Big 12. Yeah, he wrote a he wrote a letter. Guy off the Grinch stole Christmas. He wrote a letter to President of Programming and Original Content for ESPN, Burke Magnus. And what a name! It says so. Brett McMurphy is reporting that the Big 12's cease and desist to ESPN claims that the network contacted other conferences, encouraging them to take Big 12 schools so that the Big 12 dissolves, eliminating grant of rights. 
if Big 12 implodes, ESPN is not responsible for the final four years of the deal worth $1.06 billion with a B. Wow. That is – Yeah, that's that's, uh, that's that would be quite something. I, I can only imagine that it's going to go through if they have proof. Multiple sources confirmed to The Athletic – uh, that the AAC has attempted to engage with three to five Big Twelve members, should they be interested in leaving. There you go. So there that'll you be go. a story to follow. It's happening. That'll be a story to follow up on next week. Yeah, I think uh, the last the last thing the last thought I had on the subject. Um, obviously, Oklahoma and Texas are would it's it makes sense that they would join the West. Division, so I think it'll be interesting to see who joins the East. The teams that immediately come to mind would be Auburn. I see Alabama going to the East. I don't. I don't. I think it's Auburn, maybe Ole Miss or Mississippi State. I think Alabama is going to stay. It would have to be Mississippi so, State if it's got to be two. If you're doing it, it's got to be if you're doing it based on geography. Even, so. If you're doing it based on solely East and West geography, says that you're going to put Alabama and Auburn in the in the East. Right. But I'm just saying if you're if you're Saban has override. If you're put, turning a blind eye to Tuscaloosa, the next yes. the next obvious would then be Starkville because it's literally like yes. an hour and a half west of. And I think they would be open to that because they would likely find more success in the East. They'd probably still crush in baseball. That's my thoughts. I think, like I said, it won't be the SEC by the time OU and Texas come. And I wouldn't even be surprised if by 2025 they've got two more teams to join. Okay, what are you going to name your new conference? What if Texas and OU join the West and you, to make it? And you take Clemson. 10, and you take Clemson and Ohio Clemson State. and Florida State oh, join Florida the East. State. Okay. What are you naming your new conference? Take the take take the top two. I mean, who who else from the Big Twelve is? I mean, they basically just took the top two: Oklahoma State, Kansas State. I mean, West Virginia. West Virginia, no, they're AAC, aren't they? Or oh, AA whatever. They're Big 12. They're Big 12 now? Yeah. I, I mean, I would put Texas and Oklahoma as the two anchors to that conference. For sure. Look, if you're going to do Oklahoma and Texas to the West and then read what you just said. Uh, Clemson, Florida State to the East. And that FSG would even it out. It would be 20. No, it would be uh, 18 teams. Eight, yeah. So then, what you would do is you would re- rename the conference the USFL. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. Half the draft picks every year would come from the USFL. Half the draft picks. That would be insane. Anyway, and it might actually come right. down to that. I know. I know. They have three years to get there. We have to see three years. Well, they have three or oh, four football. We have seasons. to see whether the 21, 22, 23, 24. We have to see whether the whether the SEC invites them because that's apparently how it works. You have to be invited. Yeah. So yeah, invite yes. only. Pinkies out. Like the Amex Black Card, you got to get invited. 
Matt Hawk, if he Matt Hawk and Tyler Bass will get a kick out of that if they're listening to this. So, all right, is that a wrap? Like wrapping paper? No, it's not. A, it's not like wrapping paper. It's like it's like the. It's a wrap. You're supposed to say it's a wrap like Tupac, like the baby. <laughs> no, no, that is. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Go follow us. That's it. That's all go, I gotta go say. Go follow us on social media. You know where to find us. This has been after the snap. <laughs> 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 <laughs>